Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara. And before we go into today's episode, I have a special announcement. My next online retreat is officially open for registration. It will be September 25th through 27th, 2020. And you can learn all about it and register at corymascara.com forward slash retreat. The last retreat was very popular and I will be capping registration. So if you're interested, this will be a good time to sign up. The theme of this retreat will be finding your ground, learning to find an inner refuge and stability amid complexity and a confusing world. So if you've been enjoying these podcast episodes or any of my teachings, this is a way to go deeper and I'd love to work with you there. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to need less. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so we're going to talk about how to need less. And I'd like to start by referencing an Instagram post I posted today. And I posted this post in response to just different narratives I sometimes hear people pushing back on things like mindfulness, meditation, making the argument that I don't have time to just sit down and do nothing. I need to do things. I need to make money. I need to do whatever one needs to do in the world, all of which is important. And so I I wrote this little thing. It says, you may not make money while you're meditating, but when you're done, you'll feel less of an urge to buy that thing you thought would fill the emptiness in your heart. So I was trying to be a little cute with this, but I'm also very serious in that sentiment. There is something interesting that happens when we go into these contemplative practices. It really doesn't have to be contemplative practices like meditation, mindfulness, really just the journey of personal growth and uh, filling yourself up from the inside out. It's so, so interesting what happens when you do that. It, It continues to humble me. All of these things that we often think we we need, and a lot of this happens subconsciously, that we're just chasing and trying to organize our life around, and we're trying to make money so that we can get those things. When you start getting more full from the inside out, when you start befriending yourself, when you start feeling more comfortable in your own skin, When you learn to be able to meet an emotion of sadness, discomfort, fear, and hold your loneliness with kindness and compassion and love, those parts of you start to get nourished. And they're the same parts of you that are saying, I need this, we need this. And once we get that, then we'll feel better. And... I, I almost don't like the that last 
10 seconds what I just said there because it's it's an obvious narrative in the personal development space. I'm not saying anything new when I say that. We're all familiar with this idea that we're not going to get our deepest needs met externally. So there's nothing groundbreaking there. What I think is more groundbreaking is when we, we first actually taste how things shift when we do get more full from the inside out, meaning when we really see the truth of that sentiment. And in my experience, I think even though we know this cognitively, because we've been told ever since an early age that all of these things won't be the thing that bring us ultimate happiness, we know that on one level. On another level, it's just so easy to look outside of us for something that will fill, uh, as I said in that post, an, an emptiness in our heart or a, a sense of there being a void that we need something or someone to come in and, and fill. And it can work to an extent. Material items don't work as well, much more transient satisfaction. Other human beings can complement us uh, well, and since we are deeply social creatures, uh, another human, a partner, a good friend uh, can go a very long way for uh, helping to fill a part of us that might feel more empty. But that will eventually catch up to us. We do have to do our own work, and we, if we rely on another person too much to fill that, that void, and we're not growing with them alongside them and doing our own personal work, that will create complications. So we can acknowledge that other people and other things can have a, a temporary and sometimes a longer form of satisfying us. But as you start to develop that relationship with yourself, there's just less neediness. It's really that simple. You just need less in order to feel whole. And since so much of our striving is in search of wholeness, even if we don't recognize that consciously. It's in search of feeling something that that resembles a, a sense of completeness, wholeness. Since so much of our energy is expended trying to get that, and often externally, it can be quite a profound reorganization of our life. And this can scare some people, because perhaps much of their life or maybe much of your life has been built around uh, feeling a dissatisfaction with the way things are and using that to build your life, your work, your relationships. This tends to be more true with, with work. And often a common fear is if I don't have my anxiety, if I actually like myself and I like my life, am I going to, am I going to still work hard at my work? And you know, that's something worth looking into. Just challenge that statement. Like, why are you working so hard in your work in the first place? It's often because we think it's going to give us a sense of satisfaction that we're compromising to work so hard. And so there you could poke some holes in just the general logic of that. But there, there is, a, a, I think, a valid concern around that. Like, am I, am I going to want to continue to do what I'm doing if I actually start feeling full? Um, the research on gratitude tends to show that we actually feel more motivation toward our goals 
when we feel uh, grateful and full in our lives. But uh, in my experience, I, I see that to be true. And it does also seem to be the case that if most of your motivations and pursuits were built on a foundation of anxiety and fear and uh, trying to fill a void of not feeling worthy, then yeah, some of that initial motivation can, um, can go away at first as you start developing this relationship with yourself. You just don't have the same energy to do the things you wanted to do because they don't feel important because your value system is changing in a good way, in a really meaningful way. So there can be a period of, of limbo that I just want to acknowledge, uh, but it doesn't seem to last too long for people. Uh, eventually there's a, there's a new kind of energy that fuels uh, a certain lifestyle uh, that's more aligned with the person we want to be. And so we kind of took this a few layers deep. I initially <laughs> made this Instagram post and started this podcast with the intention more to just talk about how like, if you want a toy from Toys R Us, you know, first sit and meditate and notice what it's like to feel a goodness in your own company. And you might notice the motivation for that toy start to subside. Of course, Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore. And this is bigger than just a toy at Toys R Us. But notice that feeling in your day-to-day -day life of like really wanting that. Whatever it might be, a certain kind of house, a certain kind of couch, a TV, whatever the material items are that are of interest these days, notice how strong that feels, like how compelling of a, a narrative it can be, you know, to feel, oh, I, I really want that. Feel that in your body. Notice it's, it's very tricky. It tricks you. It makes you think things that aren't true. And, and just try in those moments taking a few deep breaths, relaxing, and just say, like, what is this moment like right now? Can I just be in this moment as it is right now, feeling the restlessness in my body, the desire in my body? And just ask yourself, what are three things that I'm grateful for? Try it as a thought experiment. What are three things that I'm grateful for? And as you do that, see if that, that energy that's saying, I need this, if it starts to subside at all. And if it does start to subside just a little bit, even half a percentage point, you know that that thing might not be as important for your well-being in your life than you thought. Because now you're just working with how you're shifting your attention, your perception, and your relationship to yourself. And you're seeing that some of that energy toward that thing is starting to soften. When I, uh, I'm, I'm terrible at this for, <laughs> for the record. I tend to be very impulsive. If there are certain things I, I want. I want them quickly. I've always been like that my entire life. And these days, when I, when I notice that urge coming up, Amazon has, has been terrible for me because it just makes everything so easy. If I want a book that I could get at a library, but no, I want it like, I want it now. I want it faster, and I don't want to walk to the library. You know, I just press a button. And so I, I feel that tendency to follow that pattern. And, um, and then I, I just try and sit for a few minutes. Just focus on my breath, settle in. I tend to drop into my body and just feel like, what is it like to be Corey right now? Feel the, the Corey that wants to get somewhere else, that feels like he really needs this. I smile at that Corey. He's very cute. He's very precious. 
He thinks he knows like what's going to help him. It's a very young Corey. So I, I try and pet him on the head. <laughs> say, it's okay, Corey. You're okay. Your life is okay. You don't need this right now. You can exit out of the Amazon tab. And we just breathe. And a few minutes of that, and things feel different. I realize, okay, I didn't, I didn't need that as much as I thought I did. And and it's just this like meeting my life here with presence. There's something so fulfilling about that. It can take some time for it to start to feel fulfilling. So if you're just listening to this for the first time and you don't have a meditation practice or just getting involved in this work, you might try this out and like, okay, now I'm going to be present and nothing really shifts. It can take some time for you to be able to tune into your breath or drop into the present moment and actually feel like deeply fulfilled. So I always encourage a meditation practice for that. But the main takeaway of this podcast is that there are a lot of things that we no longer need once we get fulfilled from the inside out. And you may be expending so much energy to manipulate the external world around you when really what's required is a meeting and a manipulation of your relationship to your internal world. So I hope you could take that to heart because it's real. And in the context of the post I made, like with money, now, this is a true thing as well. Like You will probably need less and you'll spend less if you feel more fulfilled. I talked about this on the Choose Fi podcast a couple of years ago, which is all about financial independence. We talked about mindfulness in relationship to saving money. So I hope this gives you something to think about. Uh, and again, if you'd like to go deeper into these practices, if you really want to start a practice and learn what this is all about and uh, and how to find that inner ground and stability, come on the online retreat. It's it, it might be time. If you've been thinking about it, dancing around the idea of a retreat, this is a way to do it in the comfort of your own home. Um, and, I, you know, I did my first online retreat recently, a, a few months ago, was not sure how it was going to unfold, and it was powerful. And there were people who had come to my in-person retreats who were there that that were equally surprised at how deep we were able to go and how fulfilling it was. So uh, I'd love to have you there. Check it out, coreymascara.com forward slash retreat. Thank you for your practice. As always, I look forward to talking to you again soon. And until then, have a day and take care.